Yeah. Like we always do with this. Yeah. Yeah, like we always do it this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got the shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a moment, there's no post to bind You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign The game's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to gold Up in Fairville, I related to cold Fresh bubble jacket, shit, I hated the cold But when winter come around Welcome to Film Soliloquy, a podcast that does things with movies that shouldn't be done. Uh, my name is Jeff, and with me and is... Your boy, Jason. And Jason, I'd like you to explain what our show is exactly. The premise. Again? Well, it's like the 14th episode. They should get it by now. Okay, well, anyway, we trade movies and rate and review them. Uh, one of us has seen them, <laughs> and the other one has not. Go back and listen to the, uh, uh, the trailer, if you really are confused. Uh, but uh, I gave Jason a movie uh, this week. I- I'd like you to go first, my friend. Oh, yeah, man. You gave me. Um, all right. I- I'm going to just go ahead and say it already. You-, you finally. I can't say finally, but you've given a movie that I really enjoyed. And I was thoroughly engaged all the way through it. You gave me the movie Zodiac. It has it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo. Anthony Edwards and uh, Robert Downey Jr. A bunch of other people I'm sure you guys know Anthony about. Anthony Edwards is I don't remember Anthony Edwards. Yeah, man, he's the inspector. Okay, he was right. the he was literally his the um the partner of uh, Mark Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he kept okay. providing him animal crackers the whole movie, and he kept stealing the sandwiches. That's the type of friendship I need between me and you, which I have, but we need to expound upon it. Like, there's this one scene in the restaurant where the uh Anthony Edwards character, uh Inspector William Armstrong, he's sitting in the bar, right? And he's eating this de- delicious BLT sandwich, right? And Mark Ruffalo pulls up, sits next to him, he's like, Hey man, what you eat? BLT. Without even questioning, he's like, ah. he gives him half of his sandwich. And what does Mark Ruffalo do? The Domer special takes out the tomato. So now it's just a B L with no T. <laughs> Hey man, it reminded me of you. I was like, man, this is this is like our relationship, man. Minus, you know, no, it's, it's the cinnamon roll, right? Yeah, exactly, man. It's the cinnamon roll. Jason likes the outside of the cinnamon roll the best, and I like the inside. So uh, we get two cinnamon rolls and split them, and we're both extremely happy. Hmm. I know I'm getting sidetracked right there. Anyway, it's a fantastic movie, man. So if you don't know what it's about, uh. You definitely should watch this movie and read all that you can on Wikipedia. Uh, the Zodiac Killer went on a killing spree uh, within the late uh, 60s, I think 1969, all the way into the early 70s. And I'll just straight up, again, this is spoiler review. Dude doesn't get caught. <laughs> I don't There's, think it's uh, a spoiler. It's the Zodiac Killer. Uh well, I yeah, said, when, you, when you gave me this movie, I was like, "Hey, who's it? man? I, you know, I wasn't born yet, but yeah, this is oh, this this movie is great. I mean, like right out of the gate, it's it sets a, a tone of what you're going to be viewing in a film, and it shows just murder after murder of what this guy did. Uh, the first two murders uh, that you see on screen is you see a, a young couple uh, pulling up um, in, I guess, like a makeout." place where you're watching fireworks on the 4th of July 
and this car just you can see that it's like taunting him or something it'll pull up behind him peel out and then come right back like he's just making the decision to kill comes back and just blast them dudes with the with a silence uh with a silence pistol uh and it's like a makeshift silencer like kind of like an like an aerosol can with like a sock in built into it or something. I don't know how to make that. Stuff. <laughs> Would that work? You're you're a gun guy. Would can you just make a silencer at home with socks and a and a roll of toilet paper? Technically, yes, but you know the ATF might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but yes, it is possible. It is highly plausible. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay, I didn't know. So that's how the scene, the movie opens up, and it's just the 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 acting on it. I have to say, Mark Ruffalo, I I didn't really ever see him as a a, a good actor in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? He's just he always plays this like this. He always has like a look on his face as like the whole world is on his shoulder. It's always looking sad. I mean, kind of looks like this in this movie, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he. Does a phenomenal job like you 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 believe that he's a, a real life detective who really wants to catch this killer and for years and years and years he's trying to you know obtain um evidence you know and he has leads and suspects that he wants to pursue and he gets down to this one guy um arthur lee allen and uh if you you know at the end of the film it's it's all the evidence leans towards him that he's the actual Zodiac killer. Uh, however, there's a lot of other evidence too that shows that he's not. Uh, a lot of this, a lot of the evidence that that is compiled into the movie has to do with uh, the handwriting that was sent over to the police. So, just real quick, the Zodiac killer killed uh, seven people. Um, or he had? Did he have seven victims, or he killed seven people? Was, That's a good question. They had, they had, he had several survivors of his attacks, mm-hmm. but it was they. He usually attacked pairs of people, uh, usually a man and a woman, and the survivors that made it through were usually the men, which made them believe that he particularly hated women because he always ensured that they died from his attacks. Yeah, I mean, it's not due lack of effort. I mean, he really does try to kill these people and. It's just miraculous that he lives like this one couple. Uh, they're 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 relaxing next to a lake, and uh, some ominous figure is lurking between, like behind a tree. And the girlfriend sees him, you know, spots him from you know a few few yards away, and uh, he comes and he he has a gun in his hand, uh, forces her to tie up her boyfriend or husband. I don't I don't know what the relationship status is, and then he comes and ties her up puts him down and it seems like it's going to be a robbery but then he just takes this blade and starts stabbing in the back i mean he stabbed him probably like nine times went to the lady stabbed her in the back and then flipped over stabbed her in the front is crazy man my jaw dropped <laughs> and <laughs> and then he wants to let it be known that he's you know he's committing these so he he uh he takes and he goes to their car which is you know wherever the hell it's at near the side of the road and he carves uh his symbol the zodiac symbol in there I mean, I could go in so much detail in this movie, but it's just so great. Uh, I talked about Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal does a fantastic job, too. Mm-hmm. He is a cartoonist at the San Francisco Chronicle. And he partners up with uh, another great actor, Robert Downey Jr. And he, dude, 
he just he's firing on all cylinders on that character, man. I mean, I think he's playing himself. <laughs> like, well, there's the scene with, that with the... I like where he gets a letter from the Zodiac Killer, and it freaks him out, you know. And I thought he just was brilliant in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Zodiac. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr.'s character is uh, Paul Avery, and he is a edit. What's it, he's a journalist uh, for the newspaper, and uh, he's writing a lot of article about uh, the Zodiac Killer and the ineptitude of the cops and how we're not catching them, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the Zodiac, the real Zodiac Killer, you know, reads the paper because uh, he likes that publicity. That's why he he, he forced the, the newspapers uh, to post his letter to the news, uh, to the cops and, and uh, he, he also sent uh, like a, a cipher for someone to decode to show who he is but even after a couple decoded it he's like I'm never going to reveal your first name because it's not going to it's going to stop me from doing what I need to do which is collect souls he's a, he's a sick man <laughs> whoever this person is and uh, it's just Robert Downey Jr. Paul Avery's character just uh, he's a, 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 a drunken journalist uh, he plays that role really good. Uh, another scene that kind of made me laugh is kind of like the, <clears throat> I guess you can say like a relationship between Jeff and I where they're at the bar and he's, uh, Paul Avery, Rob Downey Jr. is drinking hard liquor <laughs> and uh, Jack, Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Graysmith, he asked for some type of blue drink, which I love blue drinks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's all fruity, has like the umbrella at the top and everything. And, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is like, man, why are you drinking that? He goes, you want, you want to make fun of me if you taste it. And he tastes it. And he ends up ordering like eight of them things <laughs> and gets <laughs> tore up. Anyway, so a lot of the movie goes back and forth with them trying to collect evidence and contradict the evidence of who they're trying to pin it on. Uh, like the, the, the hand, the hand, the handwriting doesn't match with the letters that were sent over with all the people that they're, they're testing. They do a lot of, um, I was, I don't, I don't think DNA testing was there. They just said like they had fingerprints. Uh, but anyway, later on, I mean, at the end of the movie, you'll start seeing that uh, a lot of the evidence points towards this one particular person who has a connection with the first victim who was uh, when the when the murders or the letters stopped, he was in jail during that time. And again, it's uh, Arthur Lee Allen and. The, the most of the, the majority of the movie starts revolving around Robert Graysmith, who uh, basically quits being a cartoonist and starts pursuing uh, writing the book uh, regarding the Zodiac killings. And uh, it makes a huge strain on his relationship. He ends up getting uh, separating from his wife and he doesn't spend a lot of time with his kids because he's always researching and finding those extra leads and talking to police officers, going into the evidence room. And it's just it takes a strain on his, uh, his marriage. And I read on Wikipedia that they end up actually getting a divorce. But uh, overall, uh, this movie is phenomenal, man. <laughs> uh, one of Jeff's favorite scenes is uh, there's a uh, ends up. I forget how he gets there or who he's talking to. Well, but he ends up going to this one person's house. Yeah, he has but, like yeah, questions go- about because he thinks he's again still trying to pursue leads on the Zodiac. So he, he questions this one guy. It's been a little bit since I've seen it, so I can't remember it exactly either. Yeah, so he ends up going to his house, and one of the one of the key 
uh, evidence and the key information of what the police know about the Zodiac Killer is that he lives in California and he has a basement, which there's not too many of those in, in California. He's also an ex-military person because a lot, one of the boots that he was wearing uh, ended up killing people and uh, they found like boot imprints in the ground and it was the the only shoe that is uh, tied linked to was a shoe that's worn in the military that can um, that have soles that can walk on airplane wings so obviously i mean that narrows down the search on that and then uh, they also know that <laughs> the the ciphers that he's used like the greek lettering and all these symbols are can be found in like a, a library and all those particular books were stolen from every single base <laughs> in the area. So they uh -huh. definitely narrowed down to this guy. And this guy fit everything in the profile. He was ex, he was ex military. Um, he knew one of the victims, uh, uh through friend. Um, anyway, so he, he's following that lead in one of the scenes, which is not that guy ends up going into this guy's basement, uh, looking at a movie poster, shows him like, hey, this matches the handwriting of Zodiac. He's like, no, that isn't him. That's my handwriting. And it just, that scene turns like dark and honest. You can see the face of Jake Gyllenhaal. He does great, great acting. His facial features were perfect, where he's excited. He's he's thinking he's, he's going to that next lead. He's putting the puzzle pieces together, and then he gets thrown a monkey wrench, and he's like, this guy may actually be the Zodiac killer. And him trying to leave that basement the guy's like he's weird too man like if he's really not the killer why is he acting like this he has like this dark ass basement like before he could visually see jake Hill gyllenhaal's character is uneasy he turns off the light before he leaves upstairs he goes upstairs he knows that he locked the door with a key so he can't just open it without the key and just oh my god it's so great anyway that's all i got man it's, it's a great movie man hey, you guys if you haven't watched it definitely watch it uh, it's phenomenal. Before I give it a letter grade, Jeff, man, what you want to have anything else you want to add to this? No, you covered most of my favorite things. I just, you know, I didn't watch it for a long time because I knew they had not caught the Zodiac. So I thought it would be an unsatisfying ending, but I didn't feel that way at all. It It is a, a really enjoyable thriller. Yep. Oh, one thing um, Robert Graysmith said, one of his objectives, he told his wife, that uh, when is it over for you? And he responded back saying it's over when I can look the person in the eye and know for a fact that he's a Zodiac killer and sit there and, you know, just know that it's him. You know, I want to be in his presence. And like years and years later, uh, Robert Graysmith goes to a, like an Ace Hardware store and he sees Arthur Lee Allen in there. And he, he's like, hey, can I help you? And uh, Robert Graysmith just stares at him doesn't say anything looks him up and down and then leaves that was like his pivotal moment like he finally got his moment like i know this guy's a killer so pretty good really good movie yeah so hey man so what's your rating a okay a i, a. I would agree it's oh so one thing i want to say on the last episode after I graded Interstellar, you said, I, I gave it a B plus, I think, or something like that. And mm -hmm. afterwards you said, I would have given it an A plus or A whatever. A plus? Mm -hmm. I remember that conversation. Okay. No more of that. Okay? <laughs> the rules are the rules. You don't get to come back. It's, oh, I would have given it this. No. Your right. opinion is it's a B plus movie? Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I get All that. right. Yeah. 
That, that was a workaround you were pulling. And when I was <laughs> editing, I noticed it. And no more of that. I wanted the audience to know. <laughs> yeah, none of that. They don't get to know. It's a B plus. Speaking of B movies. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's all because, all because uh, <laughs> you don't like you don't like my boy, man. <laughs> all right, so I had to watch uh, Four Brothers, directed by Mike Singletary, starring Marky Mark Wahlberg, uh, Tyrese Gibson, and uh, uh, Andre 3000 from Outcast. Uh, it also has uh, an actress I know as playing the character Tilly in Yes Man. Which is a, a comedy I really enjoy. Uh, there, there's um, the guy who <laughs> plays. Right. Holy snap, that is her. Oh, yeah. man. Them, them naughty lips. All right. And um, <laughs> uh, Get it that also image stars, out of your head. <laughs> I'm not going to say, like, butcher his name, but he plays Victor Sweet in this movie. And I've seen him in a lot of other things, like, he's in um, Doctor Strange. He was in the Firefly movie, Serenity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great actor. He was like an inside job. Touches. Well, what's yeah, that? he's. Well, not inside job. What's that movie that I love? Dang. That I just. Dang. I'm at the. Fi- I'm going to look it up. Dang. That's look it like up. Look of, up his IMDb. It's like one of my favorite movies, man. It has Denzel yeah, Washington. He... Oh, Training Day? No. He wasn't in Training Day. I don't know what movies. He's... Okay, so I watched Four Brothers. Uh, this is, I would consider it a action drama. Uh, basically, it opens up with Inside Man. A, I was right. Inside Man. Okay. Yeah. That's the one where he hides in the walls of the bank. Yeah, with Clive Owen. Clive Owen, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He was a partner great, of Denzel. Oh, dude, that's great. Uh, so, uh, this movie opens up with an elderly woman talking to a young man who has been caught shoplifting at a store. And uh, you can tell that this ba- this scene just basically establishes that she likes to uh, give kids a second chance, give kids uh, a positive figure in their life that may not have one and encourage them to do the right thing. Uh, there is a scene. Now, who was the lead detective? Oh, uh, Terrence Howard plays like the lead cop in this movie um, along with an actor with a punchable face. Uh, so Jason, <laughs> you're really consistently giving me punch, punchable faces. There's always, so there's always a there's always antagonist been, with that face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a, a lengthy bit of exposition at the beginning where Terrence Howard is explaining essentially the entire history of this woman and the four brothers, uh, Andre 3000, this guy who's uh, an actor, I don't know, uh, Marky Mark and Tyrese are all sibling, adopted siblings of this elderly woman who likes to the take Mercer care brothers. of um, the Mercer brothers. Thank you. And uh, they explain that she likes to take care of troubled kids. And these are the only four that are still like getting into trouble that she really couldn't get through to but terrence howard explains hey they would have been a lot worse if it weren't for this woman well this woman gets killed in a robbery gone wrong in the opening scene and so the four brothers uh go to the funeral uh one of them misses it tyrese misses it uh 
misses the actual funeral, but ends up at mom's house uh, afterwards. And they reunite and they have memories of her and they decide to investigate who did this and, uh, you know, to get revenge, basically. So you learn that Andre 3000 is now a family man. He's kind of gone straight. Uh, he doesn't do crazy things. He's tried to open this like workshop or this mechanic shop or business of some sort. Uh, he, he's gone totally straight. He's trying to stay above board. Then you have this other brother who I don't know the actor's name and I can't remember the character's name. Who's like the younger Jack make Jack. Yeah. Jack, they make a lot of gay jokes at him and I don't know if the character's actually gay. No, man. Could be, though. I don't know. Well, they don't say. <laughs> and he doesn't ever have a love interest. And, like, that, there's a point in the movie where they say Jack is the expert on, on well, on penis. And <laughs> he doesn't deny it. He just then investigates whether Tyrese has either an STD or rug burn on his dick. Yeah. So, like, they don't ever... <laughs> confirm or deny but every time they're talking to him about being gay it sounds like they're ribbing him it's weird like i don't Dude, know it's just jokes man are you sure yes man i'm sure 100 because if the character is gay he's not anyway you don't know that <laughs> i do know yeah what piece of evidence do you have he's from this movie. film he's in a gangster oh. movie man oh and yeah i'm gonna stop <laughs> hey man this is so anyway they 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 give him uh you know hard time and they really give each other hard time uh you know they make fun of tyrese and they all they're brothers right so brothers rib each other and give each other a tough time exactly uh so they find out that this their mom being killed may not have just been a random shooting that it might've been planned. Jason and I talked beforehand and for the life of us, we can't remember why someone wanted this woman dead. It's in there. Jason says he's rewatched it and he's found it, but he can't remember it again. And neither can I, and I'm not going to sit through the movie a second time. I got other things to do, but you do find out that it was, a murder for hire. Um, one of the things you notice, though, is because Andre 3000 is, is the straight man. And then Jack, I guess, is he had a really troubled past. They don't really get into it. And um, but they always anytime there's actual like hardcore, like killing or like really violent stuff about to go down. They always tell Jack to stay back and Marky Mark and Tyrese do the murdering. Like un they they find the guys who actually did the robbery and actually pulled the trigger to kill Miss Mercer. And they cr- there's a long chase scene in the snow <laughs> and they yeah. end up crashing this car that the the killers are in and then they get out and they they talk some smack or something, and then they shoot them pretty much with no remorse, like not even a second thought. Plug them bang, bang. Jokers, man. They got in the car and they took off. And uh, so you find out that the person who's hired these goons is a guy by the name of Victor Sweet. And he shows up at a table 
with yeah. all of these like fellow gangsters around and he's like i told you to get out of town killers and you got in town killers that means they're traceable now the we got of in town killers, problems <laughs> yeah now we got in town problems and the thing about out-of-town killers is they go out of town when they're done. They come in, they do their business, they go out of town, and it's nice and neat. But now we have problems because the Mercer boys are on us. And they establish in this movie that Marky Mark just is a hothead. He doesn't he's a dangerous man. Like Tyrese doesn't mind getting his hands dirty, but he's a little more uh thoughtful, he's more methodical. And he just doesn't pop off, whereas Marky Mark totally pops off. So let's talk about Marky Mark and his history with me, <laughs> how I don't think he's that great of an actor. Yeah, man. He's not that great of an actor. I'm going to keep this. giving now, you Marky Mark movies. <laughs> that's fine, because he can do some things really well. He does angry really well. He does stewing and, and, and being mad and, uh, you know being like a an abusive thug really well all of that violence and he's built for it right good because that's 99 percent of his character in his movie but what he cannot do <laughs> is sit in the bathroom and cry when his mom died and he just it's so like i literally laughed out loud <laughs> when he was crying in the mirror because it just looks so bad i thought you're talking about um, the part where he was taking a shit and he had like he was taking a shit next to Jack in the shower or something like that. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, that acting, was man. that was fine. Like, and he's a funny guy, right? We both love the other guys. We call ourselves the Dancing and High Smith of podcasting because it's from the movie The Other Guys, which has Marky Mark, and he's great. I cannot give you one complaint about his performance in that movie. Because mm-hmm. it's a good buddy cop. He, he is a he plays a gangster and a and a buddy cop person perfectly. But he doesn't have the grit. Like you talked about all the great performances you saw in the Zodiac. He can't pull off one of those roles. He doesn't have it. Yeah, he's the basic. He's like uh, Ben Stiller's character in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you remember where you couldn't cry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's a lot that goes on, and I can't remember all the plot elements, but you find out that Andre 3000 had taken a large life insurance policy out on his mother before she died, which makes the brother suspicious. And uh, But anyway, the whole thing boils down to they need to get to Victor Sweet because for whatever reason, he's the one who ordered the hit on their mom. And uh, dang, hold on, let me check my notes because I wrote, I know you're a big like continuity guy. And there was like a continuity error I saw, and I was like, "Oh, I got to bring this up." Mm-hmm. I like I like also how they per, they portray how like I guess evil or bad Victor Sweet is. Like that one scene where they're in a restaurant or in his basement eating food, and he makes one of his his subordinates like eat on the ground. He throws the food on the ground and makes him eat like a dog, and then makes his girlfriend or wife go down there and join him too. And no one does anything, so you can show that he he's abusive with his power, and, and they're uh, scared of him. Yeah, they're scared and they're fearful of him. So yeah. And the wor- the more troublesome thing is when he uh, one of his his cronies is about to get married, and he insists that he share her with him, and that's more to me like eat the eat it off the floor. I kind of found just it was like funny to me, like it wasn't super serious. Like you know. 
I didn't couldn't take it seriously. It didn't like, oh, this guy's super dangerous. I thought he had a sense of humor. But insisting that he uh, get to spend intimate time with someone else's fiance was a little more troublesome for me. Also, there's a scene where he makes the guy sit at the kiddie table. Yeah, when he's upset with like this, there's a dirty cop that comes in. He's like, "Yeah, they got away." He's like, "Go sit at the kitty table," and he literally sits down with like four or five kids and is just waiting there. Uh, he's like, and again, oh, that's you, must something, be, "You must be in trouble." <laughs> that was funny. Like that was just funny. Um, so they uh, out of black, no way in hell. Essentially, put up with that. <laughs> what being sat at the kitty table? Oh, out of black. Oh yeah, you've been gone. Okay, so I had one big continuity error. One thing that I'm like, how? They go through, there's like this one part where they have this big shootout with this rival gang. And Terrence Howard's like, you know what? This was self-defense. Nobody's going to get arrested. Which is a, a bit of a stretch, which is fine. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, he's the lead detective. Whatever. I, I can move past that. But there is a scene where they go into a active basketball game with hundreds of people in the crowd. Marky Mark pulls out a gun with in a crowded place and he waves it around and he's looking for this guy that plays basketball and blah, 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 blah. And he literally says his name. My name is blah, blah, Mercer. I'm looking for this guy. And he's waving the gun around. Nobody investigates. There are no cops follow up. That's because Nothing. no one in that basketball court is snitching, man. Oh, no. <laughs> of the hundreds of people in the crowd pulled out their phone and put it on YouTube? Yeah, man. You know, it's what it is in the hood, man. You ever been there? Yes, actually. My babysitter. Oh, yeah. That's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, nah, you're right, man. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> it's just, it's like robbing a bank and saying, my name is is Jason, and I live at one da 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 and I want all your money. Give it here. And he's like out, like he's spent time in prison, right? I mean, he's probably on parole. I don't know. It just was one of the things I was like, okay, Mr. Continuity, explain this. <laughs> they in the hood, man. There ain't no snitching. Know what I mean, okay, yeah. I I don't believe you. I feel you. Hey, but anyway, right, so, they break the hell out of that dude's leg. I know you remember that. Oh man, yeah. So this guy's leg is is messed up. We we watched the new <laughs> Child's Play movie. Jason and I did. Now this one dude came off the roof and just broke both his femurs <laughs> sideways, and this dude's leg was like. That guy in the Final Four for the Cardinals or whatever, whatever, where, uh, like that kind of messed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. They, they basically, they set up a plot. You find out Andre 3000 owes a lot of money to Victor Sweet. They set up a, a delivery of this money, but it ends up being a trap. Uh, I, all of his people have been mistreated. And so they get them all to turn on Victor Sweet. Uh, they dump Victor Sweet in uh, an ice hole. You know, they cut a hole oh. in the ice and they dump oh. his body in there. There's a big old boxing match first, though. You know what I mean? But uh, I didn't. I mean, it wasn't like epic fight, but you know, they they're it battling didn't, it out. It didn't and leave an impression. While they're like, battling it out, I mean, you have Tyrese being hold at gunpoint with the crooked cop, right? 
Remember that? Right. Yeah. So uh, we should actually get back to that. Yeah. So there's a uh, so Terrence Howard has this partner, and you find out that he had interviewed the old lady, and Terrence Howard ends up starting to suspect him, and then he finds out that he is crooked, and he works for Victor Sweet, and as he tells his partner that he knows this. Which to me is kind of stupid. Stupidest thing you can he do. He goes outside and immediately gets shot by his crooked partner, and like, and actually go back and watch this scene, JB. It's funny. Like, Terrence Howard gets shot and he goes, "Oh!" and he just grabs his yeah. chest. And goes, oh! Yeah, he's like, and "What do you got to say to me?" And he blasts him right in the chest. Like, what do you think's gonna happen, man? Well, not only that, but it like there was something funny about the way he took the shot and fell. Almost like that's how you take it in a comedy. He just went, "Oh!" And I just thought <laughs> I for some reason that. I found it, I found it funny, and it might have been just because I was delirious. Yeah, you've been, uh, so you've they been drinking up, during this film, man. Golly, <laughs> no, not at all. I told you, I said I wanted to give it my full attention. I know you just don't like Marky Mark. I feel you. No, it's not that I don't like Marky Mark. I've I've given you good Marky Mark movies. All right, the other guys, um, <laughs> the other guys, you the know, other guys. The list goes on. Huh? Four brothers. Lone Survivor was pretty good, hey. but not because of him, but because of Ben Foster. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that in the review. <laughs> yeah, so they they anyway they get their revenge and. At the end, they're repairing the house. I forgot that the the brother Jack gets killed in this earlier shootout. No, that was sad. Uh, where man. again, Marky Mark has to try to cry. Um, hey man, that was believable right there. When his brother died, I no. I knew he was going to die too, because they kept, like I said, Dude, they kept putting him in the back. Don't don't go into Dude, this. That scream really when he got he, shot in the chest with a Desert Eagle man, and he screamed out, "Bobby!" You know, Dude, that was ooh. Well, that was him. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying oh, wait. that whole scene. That was crazy. All right, whatever. Uh, so the movie ends. The neighborhood kids are like, I don't remember. Um, they're rebuilding Mama's house. This got bullet holes. Three everywhere. brothers are left. Yeah, because this huge shootout takes place in there. Uh, so that then the credits roll. Uh, and so I'm ready to give it a letter grade, but uh, beforehand, Jason. I mean, you, any anything to say? You covered it, man. I I really enjoyed that film. I can't wait to see what you give it. Yeah, and I and I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it wasn't. Now we mentioned John Singleton. Uh, he had directed Boys in the Hood, and he's he's this really well, like tenured director. He knows what he's doing. There was enough in this movie that felt unintentionally funny, like, uh. Uh, Terrence Howard being shot, but <laughs> well, I mean, you have Tyrese, you have Andre, you have Mark. I mean, I... Andre Three Thousand is pretty good oh, for being great. a musician mm-hmm. and 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 transitioning to acting. He did a pretty good Dude, job. I love him. Unlike Marky Mark, I love who him. was a musician and transitioned to acting and has hundreds of movies under his belt. But go ahead, dude. I love Andre and Be Cool. That movie, when he's in it, he steals the movie for me, man. <laughs> Other than obviously even Dwayne, so than the Rock, even obviously right. Okay, Rock obviously. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this movie is a C plus. Yeah, it's I'm... fine. It, it's it. Don't you say <laughs> what you would rate it. It's it's a fine watch if it comes on TV. I was but not expecting a C plus. What? The it's heck? not particularly memorable. It's not particularly like 
I turned it off and I was like, okay. And I moved on with my day. Whereas other movies, they stick with you, right? And you keep thinking about them, like Gone Girl, uh, like Zodiac, like uh, uh, Django. Like, it's like, ah, that movie's in stuck and I got to keep processing it. This was just a movie. It's just a movie. You throw it on, you watch it for two hours. And, okay, I will say this about it. It was less than two hours long, which I appreciate. <laughs> You're welcome. C plus is still but a good. I'm not, C plus is still a good film. Especially, it's still it's a worthwhile watch. Exactly. It's, it's especially with watching. the way we rate it's, movies. Yeah, and it's and it's my thing is I look at our scale of movies, and it's not as good as like a lot of the B pluses we have on our list, you know, um, and certainly not an A, but it's it's fine. It's it's a worthwhile watch if if. I would consider it like a weekend rental movie. Like you, you just want to put something on, throw it on. It, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right, man. Well, this is the the my favorite part and just favorite part of the show, where we actually give each other a movie we have not seen and force the other person to watch it. So, Jeff, I think I went first last week. You go ahead and tell me what movie I'm going to watch for the upcoming episode. All right, so I I sent you into the dark depths last week with Zodiac with a murderer and, like, people dying. And it's time to light the movie and give you something, just a feel-good movie (laughs) that I don't know if you're going to like. You know, I like dark murderous stuff, man. Uh, Yeah, well, too bad. Time (laughs) time to enjoy yourself. Uh, You're going to be watching a movie... uh, Starring uh, Sean Everett Scott, or I don't know. Hold on, let me pull up IMDb. Sean Everett Scott. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. He was in Dead Man on Campus. Um, oh, come on, Zach Morris. Come on, no, not Zach Morris. The other one. He was also in Scream, the TV show. Okay, so uh, let me pull his name up. So Tom Ev- Tom Everett Scott. It also has. Uh, Liv Tyler Ooh. and Steve Zahn. I don't know if you know him by name, but I'm sure you've seen a movie with him. He's hilarious in this movie. Uh, also stars Ethan Embry. He was the one of the leads in Can't Hardly Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Charlize Theron is in this. Uh, but most notably, the big name, written, directed, and starring Tom Hanks. What? Yes. Yeah, starring Tom Hanks. Uh, your movie is that thing you do. Oh, okay, okay. I've always wanted. To see it's on HBO. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that movie. It's a wonderful film. You know, like in uh, "I Love You, Man," where they have you have you seen "I Love You, Man"? Of course, I've seen "I Love You, Man." Okay, where he's talking about chocolate, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful. It's a wonderful film, which is on the list. I'm going to make you watch it one day. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful film, as uh, <sighs> as they say in that movie. That's the, this is just a good movie, man. You're just going to put it on. You're going to be in a good mood when it starts. You're going to be in a good mood at the end. And you're like, ah, that was good. And you're going to have some songs. What? Wait, wait, the singing? Oh, man. It's a, it's a, never mind. I'm not giving you anything else, but yes. Come on. It's not, it's not strictly a musical. It's not like La La Land where people just break out in song for no reason. There's a reason people are singing. It's not. It's about a band. So, yes, there's music. It's like seeing, you know, Walk Hard and, and saying, why is there music in this? God. South Park. 
was a musical. Now that was awesome. South Park sucks. What? South Park, the musical movie, was amazing. Anyway. That movie sucks. Jeez, for real? You lying. Uh, no, I do not like the South Park movie. Wow. Okay. Anywho, all right, so you gave me this uh, great A film, right? So in the spirit of long movies, I'm going to return one back to you. You stupid. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going back because I'm giving you a movie. Too late. It's an hour. It's like 108 minutes. Too late. So in the spirit, oh my in the spirit of long movies, this is 158 minutes, right? Stupid. Where do you find these? <laughs> and it's a true... You know I love my true crime movies, right? All right? So... Like Zodiac. Yeah, exactly. So this is like Zodiac. Here you go, man. I love this film, right? It's directed by... Written and direct... No. Is it written? No. Tom Hanks? No. <laughs> we give it each other... watch that thing you do? We give you the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's directed by Ridley Scott. And it stars Russell Crowe. Denzel Washington, Cuba Gooding Jr., and Josh Brolin. You're liking this so far, right? It's great, man. It's again, it's a true life crime film. American Gangster. I'm trying to think of the movie. Oh, it's American Gangster. Okay, I didn't know Ridley Scott directed that. Oh yeah, it's phenomenal. You're gonna love this. Movie. Oh, okay, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm on board with this. This will be good. Yep. It's been on. It's something I've been meaning to watch. So. I just, it's 203,000 minutes or whatever. <laughs> I got to go. I gave you the longest. You're going to get this BBC. Oh, Dude, it's going to. Like, all right, so one. like how you give me this long, you movie, right? You keep docking. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the amount of minutes of, of movies you've made me watch and the amount of minutes of movies I've made you watch. And when they go over the runtime of Pride and Prejudice on BBC, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Listen, man. So with the Zodiac, right? <clears throat> when I press play and I saw that long ass bar at the bottom, right? And then you get through the first two killings, and the first two killings, the compass, like it equates to like 35 to 45 minutes. And I still see that barely moved the damn bar at the bottom. I'm like, Jesus, this is going to be a long movie. But nah, man, it was captivating. It went by. Welcome to my world. It went man. so quick. This movie is going to do the same thing. You'll love it. Okay. Well, we want to thank you for listening to Film Soliloquy. You can follow us on Twitter at Film Soliloquy. Our music is provided to us by Sir Flame. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Set It On Flame. Uh, I guess that's it. Jason, you got anything else to add? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hangover Three. <laughs> <It's coming. laughs> so here's the thing about the Hangover Three. I said I wanted consistent episodes. Mm-hmm. And the day we're recording this is the day after it should have come out. Don't matter. So so technically There's a 70 I could push this on, but here's the thing. I'm a man of my word. Oh yeah, you're gonna watch this. Film. I'm not gonna delay this any I'm not gonna delay it any further. It's after next before our next it's after the next episode. Our, I, no, it's not. No, I'm gonna help you out, man. It's after the next episode. I'm going to watch this movie. Okay. You're going to watch your movie. We're going to do a review. And then, blam, we're going to watch that movie together. <laughs> You're going to put yourself through it again? You you said you don't like it. I don't like it, but it's not, you know, it's hangover. I like, okay. you know, well, I like Star yeah, Wars. It's... I love Stephen Chow, man. It's that character. You'll see. 
No. That guy just annoys me. Is that the guy that was naked in the truck? Le- no, Leslie. The first movie? Yeah, yeah, Leslie Child. That's his character name. Leslie. I, that actor, he annoys me. Like, there's just something about his sense of humor. It's just... <laughs> you know he's a real-life doctor, right? Well, that's great. He's a, probably a very intelligent person. Oh, yeah. I find his comedy to not be to my liking. Well, I mean, because it's one-directional and it's racist, which I get. Well, it's not even that. So, actually, I, so you've seen Role Models? A long time ago, yeah. He's in that. He's actually pretty funny in that, but he's subdued. He's dialed his his um, his performance back, and it's a lot better, and it's really funny. Um, but I, he just, when he pushes all the way in, I don't really like I it. I love his character. But anyway, that's that's enough of this. We'll, we'll be back yeah. whenever the next episode drops. Who knows? When that'll be, and then after that, I'll watch The Hangover Part 3. We'll yeah. see you next time on Film Soliloquy. Yeah, like we always do at this time. I go for mine and made plans for yours, cause I got the shine. Go bar for bar, go line for line, like Kobe in 99. I'm so close to prime. Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind. We living in a moment, there's no poster vine. You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign? The gang's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb. I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go. Up in Fairville, I related to Cole. Fresh bubble jacket, shit, I hated the cold. But when winter come around, we would play in the snow. They had enough North Sway, so I made it.